Good morning, good morning, Melanie Lock, Lock, Lock. <laughs> Close your Podbean microphone. I love it. Did you see, Melissa? First official morning that I finally got it on time. I didn't begin with, wait a minute. <laughs> All we had to do was change to a better, faster phone. No, no. The problem wasn't the person dealing with the phone. It was the phone, the problem. Okay. Good morning, everyone. Welcome. I'm so excited about chapter seven with eater, eaters, eaters, <laughs> leaders eat last with Simon Sinek. And I'm going to tell you why, because as we were getting it ready yesterday and then by myself, I was working out my part. I realized how we grew as a family. And you're going to understand today's today's segment, how and why we grew as a company. And you're going to understand it in today's segment and how and why both sides of our families, Muslim, Catholic, okay, French, English, Italian, Arabic, all got together. It's all in this chapter. Everyone felt and continues to feel safe. Everyone felt and continues to feel safe. And when people feel safe, there is a cooperation environment and we grow to the next level as a family, as a community. And of course, it addresses also managers of companies and CEO. So what I what I wrote down for you this morning, if it's the very first time you're joining us, this is the podcast, The Millionaire of the Diamonds. It's a very simple podcast. We're all in business for ourselves and we know how important it is to read books. But how do you how do you commit to reading books and actually read the book? and understand what you've read, okay? Anybody like me read self-motivational books in the past, yeah? And then you finished a book and you wonder, what the hell did I read? What the hell did I read? See, intentionality, okay, that's Maria's English word, is about doing something but understanding what you're doing and being able to re-deliver. So the podcast was born out of a personal egotistical need. And fortunately, not only is it helping me, but it's also helping my podcast friends and everybody listening that wants to be an entrepreneur or as head, like a manager of a company. And it became a win-win for everybody. In fact, we ended up creating a community where everybody's leveling up together. And that's the key. Sometimes, you know, Dorothy, you want to go somewhere else in life, but your whole entourage is stuck and frustrated. So how do you get out of here? A simple podcast as raw and simple as this one can be, sometimes may be the platform for your next success in life, right? So we we will see where leaders, heads of family, company managers, and even CEOs have gone wrong, okay? And this is where I need you to be generous this morning, okay? If you have felt threatened at work, I would so much love that you go on Podbeam and you share uh, where you have previously felt threatened threatened, and why? Did you see my Italian threatened? Yeah. <laughs> Thank God I have Melanie in my life. Okay. And if you're following us on Facebook, where have you felt threatened? Where have you felt anxiety when you were working? Even some of you, have you, have you been on sick leave because of depression caused by work? I would love, love, love if you can be generous in your comments to cover the, you know, where you have feel, felt unsafe because it just got, it's just going to demonstrate and prove even more 
how important chapter seven is, okay? Simon puts out an urgent call for all real leaders. And as long as you're leading children, a family, a community, you are a real leader. What he says is you guys have to step, I'm talking to myself, okay? Also, we have to step for, forward, for, forward to make a positive difference. It's a responsibility we have if we are a leader somewhere. Human have a need for safety. All humans have a need for safety. We have become dangerously out of balance. And don't you see it? You're walking and they're not even looking in your face. He just shut the door in your face and was absolutely oblivious that you were right behind him. You know, like this is dangerous. We're dangerously out of balance. Find a true leader who will make you feel safe and bring you to the best version of yourself. Honestly, our multi-level marketing business is exactly about that. So as I was getting it ready, I said, you know, Melanie Miller, Marie Pierre, we're doing a darn good job. Like, honestly, okay. So here I go again, Dr. Miller. Mm -hmm. She will cover a beautiful story and the big C, which is cortisol and how it is killing us. And then Marie Pierre is going to give us the tools to make sure that we have the remedy to that or we become the leaders we need to be by making sure we do the following steps she will give us. So with no further ado, here's Melanie Miller. Good morning, everybody. It was warm and sunny out, a day just like one would expect for the time of year. There was a calm, gentle breeze that broke the intensity of the sun. Was, by all accounts, a perfect day. All of a sudden, out of the corner of an eye, the calm was shattered. Perhaps it was a rustle of the grass, or maybe he thought he saw something. He couldn't be sure, but frankly, it didn't matter. All that mattered was there might have been something out there something dangerous, something deadly. The anxiety alone was quite enough for the gazelle to stop grazing and immediately lift its head to try and see what it hoped was not a lion. Another gazelle noticed that one of the members of its group was alerted to a possible threat and it too immediately stopped eating to look up. Two sets of eyes are better than one. Before long, the whole group had joined in. None of them knew what specifically they were looking for. They only knew that if one of the members of the group felt threatened, they should all feel threatened. Then, in an instant, one of the gazelles, one that wasn't originally alerted to the potential threat, saw the lion about to pounce and instinctively made a mad dash in the opposite direction. Whether they also saw the lion or not, all the gazelles in the herd followed in the same direction, all running at full speed. The lion attempted to give chase, but couldn't run for long before it ran out of energy. The surprise attack was foiled, and all the gazelles got to live another day. This is one of the primary benefits of group living. Every member of the group can help look out for danger. If one individual in the group senses danger, the whole group can help spot it 
before it's too late. We've seen this many times in documentaries. Sometimes the lion is lucky, sometimes he's not. But the response is always the same. Something alerts one, they respond as a group, and off they go. It is an early warning system that all mammals have, even us. It alerts us to threats, to possible danger. It was the same feeling that the pilot had, remember, in the story about Afghanistan? A gut feeling that everything was not okay. This gut feeling, or the response of the, of the gazelles, is due to cortisol. Cortisol is a um, hormonal steroid, and whenever it is released, it causes certain actions to happen in the body. It's the same in an office. Rumor starts about layoffs. Everybody starts to chatter. Everybody is anxious. The rumor spreads. Nothing gets done while the herd is worried about this. As soon as the threat becomes real, adrenaline is released into the bloodstream, giving us amazing energy for flight or fight. Just as when a mum can suddenly lift up a car to save her son. It is a transient chemical. As soon as it has done its job, it moves on. But the trouble with cortisol is if it hangs around too long, it can cause problems. If you live in a perpetual state of fear and anxiety, it can cause a lot of problems in your body. Cortisol is also behind the anxiety and discomfort situations that people have at work. The trouble for humans is they're not just happy to know there might be a danger, they want to know why there's a danger, and so they angst on things for a lot, lot longer. In an uncomfortable environment, you may feel it often, but want to assign the reason for it so that you can blame someone or something. Having a bad boss, having bad colleagues, being in poor working conditions, you're always on the lookout for a danger that's coming your way. Real or imagined, cortisol can create a paranoia. It is trying to find the threat and, and prepare us for it. Have you ever been in an environment where something feels not quite right? Where you ask simple questions and get short one, one-worded answers? Your spidey sense alerts you that something is wrong. Two things came to mind for me when I, I felt this. I was out walking one evening with my friend Narelle in Australia, a walk we did many, many times, and suddenly I became aware of footsteps. You know footsteps that don't seem that they're really that, just a person out for a walk, and as we speeded up, the footsteps speeded up. As we ran, the footsteps ran, and it was like definitely a fight or flight situation. But it was the cortisol that kicked in. And in fact, we got confronted by two youths 
fortunately, all they wanted was money, which we didn't have because we were out walking, had nothing with us. But it was enough. The spidey sense was in full alert to get us to, uh, to try and get out of danger. And what about those films where somebody comes to the door and you know there must be somebody behind them because the answers they give are just like short. And like if you have any spidey sense at all, you know that that person is in trouble. In an office where no one cares, everyone is out for themselves, you have it all the time. You wonder who is going to talk about me? When is my boss going to blame me for something? Gazelles work together always, but this is not true of humans. In a group where people don't feel safe, valuable information is kept secret. It's seen as a weapon. If we uh, are not alert for every little bit of news that comes out, maybe we're going to get left out. Cortisol keeps being released. It keeps looking for the danger. Unfortunately, it also prevents the release of oxytocin. So not only are you on alert, you're also not very empathetic. And so you're just looking out for yourself. We become selfish. And the trouble with those environments is we learn to adapt to them. Just as mountaineers, when they go up to Everest, they take a, a break at a certain level, their body adapts and then they go higher, but they can't stay high for very long. They still are gonna have problems. It's the same with cortisol. You cannot stay in that position very long without experiencing some sort of body issues. It can raise your blood pressure. You can get an inflammatory response. And because uh, the body views the immune system as a non-essential item, uh, when cortisol is released, it suppresses your immunity. Now you're more um, uh, vulnerable to disease and infection. And isn't it funny that in an office that's really unhappy, a lot of people are sick a lot of the time. And it, it's not by chance. We are more likely to die from a stress or cortisol-induced environment than from murder or terrorism. 165,000 people were murdered in the US between 2011, but every year about 600,000 people die from heart-related disease and another 600,000 from cancer. Cortisol can kill us. A strong culture is, uh, gives you a completely opposite environment. We feel safe and oxytocin and serotonin is released. A work-life balance means that both at home and at work, you feel safe so that your oxytocin and serotonin can be released. The moment one of those environments becomes unsafe, you have a work-life imbalance. But to explain to you um, uh, some more um, ideas about this, uh, Marie-Pierre is gonna give you uh, some answers, I think. Thank you, Melanie. And just before I start, I really want to read the comment from Dorothy on the Podbean. She writes, I have experienced an organization where people 
gaslighted you, where you could not trust anyone, people acted like children and gave you childish names, where the lack of support from the CEO existed. And after that, she writes, in the high-tech world, every Thursday was the layoff day. Can you imagine the anxiety? Oh my God. <laughs> I love it to explain it, but I don't love it <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> Because yes, that's exactly what we want to cover this morning. How we, we have to avoid this kind of arm environment and how we can create a positive workplace culture that You cannot live with that anxiety and cortisol, just like Melanie uh, told us. Uh, you cannot live every day with that kind of uh, cortisol level in your bloodstream. So how can we build a culture in the workplace? Because today, workplace are constantly changing and they are more important aspect of a job than just the amount of money you make and the work you'll be doing. So now what's becoming crucial are your co-workers, the environment you work in, and whether you're satisfied going to work each day. In other words, workplace culture is fast becoming one of the most important parts of someone's job search. So we need to create that kind of positive workplace culture. So there's five points you can do to create that kind of workplace that you want. So number one, first is to hire the right people. So you will have to find the people who have beliefs, characteristics and goals that align with your plans for your company. So look for people with a positive attitude, excellent communication skill and a growth mindset. Number two is exercise a strong leadership. So keep in mind that workplace culture starts at the top. So if you don't communicate and establish a clear culture, your team will likely feel lost, setting value that emphasizes Failure as growth, continuous learning, and open and positive communication between employees are a few starting points for boosting the team morale and creating a positive culture. So have a mentoring program for everyone that can participate in and have a training program. And I really love all the place that we have a training program that we can learn from someone outside of our work. So we have maybe some uh, conferences that we can go to and we learn from somebody else. Number three is use a positive communication. So maintaining a proper communication between all the team members is a key indicator of the culture of the workplace. So if communication is unclear or non-existent, it's usually the result of poor company culture. So issue that that stem from a lack of communication include blame passing from one employee to another and employee lacking accountability due to the fear of losing their job. Just like the comment from Dorothy, that exactly the uh, to use a positive communication will uh, help with that. So be sure to emphasize clear and open communication between your team member and find ways to make communication easy and effective So show that communication is key to helping each other grow and succeed. So make sure that team members aren't afraid of asking questions or communicating a problem either. So prioritizing a positive, active communication will build trust between the team member and can increase performance in the long run. Number four, it's foster, foster relationship. So note that culture is built on the relationship in your company. 
So this bond should be deeper than just communicating deadlines. So this point doesn't mean that they have to be actively involved in their coworker lives, but instead it simply means that bonds should go deeper than seeing one another as a mean to an end. So creating a better relationship could be as simple as asking someone how they are doing, uh, whether they have any plan for the weekend or how they, have, uh, they are handling their current workload. A simple question showing your investment in someone else's day will make that person feel welcome and understood. And in it, it will build trust between people, which is always a positive note. Uh, additionally, work parties, events, and simple conversation over lunch can help foster meaningful relationship and build trust and communication between employees. So having an open-door policy can help create a good relationship in the workplace too. Number five is be respectful. So if people don't feel respected in their workplace, their work will likely suffer. Those, these individuals won't have as much motivation to execute their jobs well, and their self-esteem may take a hit in, in an environment with constant disrespect. So no matter the hierarchy of the relationship, treating an employee with respect is integral to the culture of the company. So this can be as simple as asking someone to complete a task in a polite way instead of demanding it. So a few subtle change of tone will help build a positive environment based on respect for others. So another way to show respect is to be inclusive. So highlight your workplace as an environment where all kinds of people are welcome. And I really love that in those five points, they hmm, talk about food a lot of time. <laughs> I really remember that at the studio, we always eat together and that created a beautiful relationship, that kind of bond that we don't have with anyone else. So in that article, I found it's 10 tips for building a, a positive culture with food with food. <laughs> so I really love it because yes, this sacred nourishment has been bringing humans together for millennia. So why not use it to build a positive culture in your workplace? So number one, if you can offer free snack in the office, everyone loves free food. So you can have, I know I remember in one company that I worked, there was just the coffee that was free but everyone was always at the coffee and trying new things in the coffee and talking about it and i know for me i really loved creating a relationship just because we have all our mug and we have new mug it was really something just because of a free coffee <laughs> number two it's create space to eat together so some business take their appreciation of food to another level so lunchroom cafe and restaurant are popping in the company campus so you make sure that yes they have a place to eat together number three they say serve unique and diverse cuisine so maybe to have an event that everyone will uh, bring uh, a meal that uh, it is their favorite dish or maybe their favorite uh, place in the world that they love their meal so to have diverse cuisine number four they talk about uh, make fresh meal so yes, we all love to have some cookies and chips, but to have fresh food that uh, people will see that yes, you are um, thinking about their health. So to have 
some fruit and vegetable, not just some free snack that is junk food. <laughs> Number five is to create a food theme event. So and maybe if you have um, an event with your team to have um, an event that is theme. So maybe just the summer barbecue. I know at Tupperware, Maria did a lot of summer barbecue and I hear about it <laughs> from the day I started. Oh, the barbecue, the barbecue, the barbecue. <laughs> I really love it. Um, and then the last one is send a care package so now that we uh, for a lot of us we have a team everywhere we not and we don't have uh, the chance to see every day the uh, our team member but to send a care package and i remember that uh, one of our top leaders so annie marcha received one time a beautiful care package from tupperware for our recognition and it was fresh fruit so I really loved it. And I know Sabrina talked about it for a new mom, same kind of thing. Now you can send a basket of fresh fruit and it's something that people love just because it's food. It's really create a kind of relationship that everyone loves. So I hope it gives you some idea how to create a positive culture with food and without food with your workplace. <laughs> Marie-Pierre, the more you were reading, the more I realized that a lot of this stuff, I learned it from my mom. Remember when I, for those that know our story, my mom was uh, illiterate. She did not go to school. She didn't even know her ABCs. But one thing she did know was how to be a gatherer of people naturally, instinctively, and making sure that her family, her community, and the people she led always felt safe. And, and Marie-Pierre, it was done with food. It was done with food. There was no way there would be on the table or at the office food that was ordered by the restaurant. Everything needed to be homemade. And it brings me back to the good old days here at the studio. Melanie would come up with her mini homemade muffins. Uh, Sylvain would bring, let's say, his traditional soup. I would bring my food. Everything that was brown, we knew came from the Algerian side. And when it was red, it came from the Italian side. Like everything you were saying, Marie Piai, without having read this ahead of time, I, I can tell you it works to create a safe environment. And it brings me to my family, Melanie. One of the reasons Hamid keeps coming home every weekend and does literally two and a half hours to drive down and two and a half hours to drive up is because there is food. Like, like it's so clear, it's so clear. Anyways, so in conclusion, what I wrote down is our society is out of balance. I mean, let's face it, guys. The amount of restaurant food consumed by families, the number of pre-prepared foods consumed by families, just look at the baskets at Costco. 80% of the basket is pre-prepared food, like frozen pizza, frozen uh, chicken wings, like everything is pre-prepared. No wonder we are so out of balance, especially after what you just said, Marie-Pierre. Each of the four, that means Edso, so that I remember endorphins, dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin play important roles in our survival, right? Uh, and play um, and play an important role in our capacity to thrive, succeed our dream life. Because what is thriving? It's succeeding our dream life, living a life uh, that that we imagine. This is what we want. This is what Edso is supposed to do. This is what 
endorphins, dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin is supposed to do. It's designed to do just that, okay? And when you succeed, your family succeeds, your community succeeds, and the people you lead succeed, right? Unfortunately, the modern workplace is flooded, right, Melanie Miller, with cortisol. Unfortunately, families are flooded with cortisol. You have your sweet meat. It's no longer a pleasure, but we put our kids in all kinds of sports and we flood their veins with cortisol. You're late. Hurry up. And then, you know, we, we go buy food at the local grocery store for sandwiches and, and, and snacks. So I, I like as both Melanie and Maripia were reading, I said, oh my God. Okay. So making an overuse, what, what happens is when cortisol fills your bloodstream, like Melanie said, we abuse of the two selfish, selfish chemicals, right? Which is the dopamine and the endorphin, especially dopamine, an overuse of dopamine. This will create a lack of circle of safety. Everybody is in it for themselves. When we are in an environment in which we don't feel safe, we naturally become more selfish and we start using our time and energy to protect ourselves through backstabbing, gossiping, and there is, there's, and there's always something wrong at work. Somebody's doing something wrong. Right now, I'm living it in my multi-level marketing business. When I look at my business leader chat, and there's always something wrong. I've never seen a business leader chat with what somebody is doing right, right? So on the other hand, on the other hand, if there was a good circle of influence, which we at the Diamonds in our multi-level marketing, we do have, okay, a good a circle of safety, good circle of influence, a positive environment, now serotonin and oxytocin can be released, which are the generosity, okay, chemicals. And with this, we can use our... our we can use our selfish chemicals for good. What is the good side of endorphins and dopamine? Only when we are within a circle of safety. Well, the good side is fixing goals. That's what endorphins, gen when we fix goals, we have the good endorphins. And then tracking our goals as a community, as a team, right? We do lives. These are our goals. And as we track, we increase dopamine, but this is good dopamine. And when it's good, then we will all together live our dream life. So tomorrow, please come back because we're going to talk about, about why we need leaders. We need leaders that are, have the capacity to create a circle of safety. Once again, Melanie Miller, Marie-Pierre Tetro, you guys landed it. Thank you so much. Have a happy Thursday and we'll see each other soon somewhere on social media. Bye-bye, everyone. <laughs> I'm Madane. <laughs>